in this corner, weighing 198 pounds, currently the governor of the state of California, Gavin C. Newsom! And in this corner, weighing, well, more than we can calculate, but it's a lot because there are 24 Republicans, 10 no party preferences, 9 Democrats, 2 Green, and 1 Libertarian for a grand total of 46 contenders! This match will continue from now through September 14th when Californians will take to the polls for the final round as they cast their votes to determine who will be their governor! Newsom retain his governorship or will one of his opponents take over the leadership in Sacramento? You will make the final decision! Join us as we give today's guest a political workout as they prepare for the final round on Team Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election presented by America Matters Media and KFOY AM 1060. Well, good morning. Uh, well, good afternoon. Well, it's like we're over a place today. This is the day before 2021 gubernatorial recall election coming up here. And we have another contender with us, Mr. John Cox. How are you doing today, Mr. Cox? I'm doing great, Dan. And I'll uh, let it be known that I'm a well-chiseled 66-year-old and weighing in at 190. Whoa! <laughs> who can still do a dozen pull-ups, and I've challenged Newsom to a pull-up contest, but he's failed to respond to that as he has a debate invitation. Just, you're perfectly matched with him. That's really good. <laughs> Are you um, campaigning with your bear? No. Oh. I, I don't need a bear to beat him. Okay, right. Well, you may need him with Faustina and Michael and Becca get done with you because they're going to give you the old one-two punch. Are you ready for them today? I'm ready to take them on. Let me tell you, I've got a 16-year-old, so nothing to do Oh. We'll do that. Perfect. Me. For, this will be a great conversation here, so go on, take it away, Faustina. All right. My first question for you is, in your opinion, what is the biggest problem in California, and how do you see a remedy to fix that problem? Well, that's a good question, Faustina, because uh, there are so many crises afflicting this state, it's hard to pick one. Housing, homelessness, water, electricity, wildfires, bad schools, rising crime, high taxes, you name it. But uh, if I had to pick one, Faustina, it's one that impacts a lot of other ones, and that is housing. 
Housing is one of the central reasons there's so many homeless on the street. It's also a major element in the cost of living because our high housing costs drive up the cost of food and health care and other things because you have to get paid more in California in order to be able to afford a house. And that drives up those costs. It also is a factor in the high taxes in California because, again, state workers and local workers have to get paid a higher salary because of the high housing costs. And that obviously drives up taxes. And then, of course, just being able you know, to buy a house. Uh, if you're a young person and you just get out of college or something, you look at what housing prices are or rents are in, in California, you got to really think clearly about moving to Boise. I hear their housing costs are more reasonable there. Uh, or Austin or Salt Lake or Denver or some other place. And, you know, you're not going to be able to maybe settle in California, which is regrettable because it's just a beautiful state to live in. Yeah, it's true. It's so sad. Um, go ahead with your question, Michael. Um, how do you plan on supporting the local police? Well, it's important. Uh, I think one of the most idiotic uh, ideas politicians ever came up with was this idea of defund the police. And I get that it's a bunch of more radical politicians who offered that, but my Lord, uh, I hope and wish that more political leaders would stand up and say, gee, that's a really dumb idea. I mean, you know, it's sad to think about it, but certainly there's a group of people, not, you know, a, a huge one, thank God, uh, that don't want to comply with laws and, and rob and beat and murder and all these other bad things. And, you know, it's sad, but it's true. We need to have a strong police force. And if we don't support them and, you know, Gavin Newsom is right there, even though he might say that he doesn't believe in defunding the police, he effectively does in one sense, because he supported the effort to eliminate cash bail in California. A, uh, a parolee who was out on no cash bail recently raped and killed a 61-year-old woman right in her home in uh, a suburb of Sacramento. Uh, and, you know, there have been other instances of people out on parole without cash bail that have done that. Uh, so even though you don't necessarily say you're defunding the police, if you take actions that, you know, re reduce the impact of the police or increase the opportunity for, for criminals, you're accomplishing the same things. Uh, Mr. Newsom has endorsed a couple of uh, district attorneys who were elected, no question they were elected in San Francisco and LA, but they're people that, for instance, came into office and immediately said that they were not gonna prosecute people who resist arrest. Now think about this for a second. You're a policeman and you, have to arrest people every day who commit crimes or who are suspected of committing crimes. And you hear your district attorney, the guy who's supposed to be prosecuting criminals, and you hear him say, she whiz, we're not going to prosecute people who resist arrest anymore. What are you going to do as a police officer? You're going to think, oh my God, it's open season on police officers. I'm not going to be able to arrest anybody because right away they're going to think that they can resist arrest. They can beat the garbage out of me and uh, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it because the district attorney is not going to prosecute it. It's nuts. It's just plain detached from reality. Uh, I don't know why anybody would want to be a police officer under those circumstances, but Gavin Newsom was all for it. Yeah. Um, 
Second Amendment rights in California are really threatened right now. How will you make it so it's easier for people to exercise the Second Amendment rights? Timothy McVeigh killed 168 people in Oklahoma City with fertilizer. Run-of-the-mill fertilizer you'd use on a farm. It, it's, it's not the element that kills, it's the person. Same thing with weapons. Uh, you know, self-defense and the right is, is built into our constitution and I support it. And, and it certainly, you know, gives politicians a good distraction to blame the weapon and come up with brand new laws. You know, Washington DC, Chicago have incredible uh, gun violence and murder rates despite having the most uh, restrictive gun laws in the country. And so if gun laws were all that was needed to stop gun crimes, we would have done them a long time ago. It, 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 we ought to do more about putting people in jail that commit crimes with guns. If we did that, if we got people off the streets that would do these kinds of things, we'd be a lot safer. Right. I was thinking is this, the, the gun itself is not the problem. It's, it's the misuse of it. It's just like I was raised, you know, learning how to shoot a rifle with my grandfather. He taught me respect for that weapon. And it's all about respect. I'll go further. I'll go further, Dan. I'll go further. And that is we've cheapened life. You know, we, we, we basically look at life as a throwaway or something uh, that's not as valuable. Uh that's, I think, a consequence of our preoccupation with uh, abortion and, and ending uh, a life, you know, that is inconvenient. Uh, when you cheapen life, uh, it's probably easier to take life. And I think if we had more leaders who would speak up for protecting all life, uh, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd probably have fewer murders, not more. Yeah. Uh, and good. And you're supposed to think like, a gun's a tool. Like, you have to know what you're carrying. But that brings up my next question about um, life. Do you have a plan on how you can um, lessen the deaths caused by abortions in the state of California through um, maybe different laws or... Um, well, you know, what I, what I do, what, what I do, Faustina, is I talk about my personal story because... You're you're very lucky. You and your nine siblings are extremely lucky because you have two parents that love you and wanted you and have, you know decided to take care of you and feed you every now and then. Uh, well, yeah, my real father uh, assaulted my mother, and uh, my mother had told me that she would have had an abortion if uh, it had been legal in 1955. And it wasn't. The law required her to take responsibility for me. And she was glad that she did ultimately. I mean, it turned out pretty good, I guess, uh, or decent. And so she was happy that she had me. I, I look at it as responsibility. Uh, and it's something I've always done in my life. I've taken responsibility for things. I think I, I mentioned that I was a school board president when I was young. I ran for delegate to the Democratic Convention when I was 20. I, I've, I've always taken responsibility. And that's just something I do. Maybe it's because my real father didn't. You really feel like your uh, mother was traumatized then by that experience. Do you feel like there's something that you could do to help um, 
women who experience similar things that would make them feel like that abortion is not the answer, that there actually is help that you could um, try yeah. to help support with your campaign? Yeah, you know, my mother was a very strong woman. Uh, she had two master's degrees from the University of California, Berkeley, and she had, you know, right after college, she had traveled as a single woman down to Chile in South America to teach uh, peasant children how to read and write English. So this was not a shrinking violet. My mother was certainly able to handle things. And, you know, but a lot of women aren't, I guess. I mean, or some women aren't. Certainly, we should support women. And I support pregnancy uh, crisis centers and uh, a lot of help for women who find themselves uh, in an unwanted pregnancy. But I think the answer to that is to support people and not let people just off the hook, unfortunately, for actions, even if those actions aren't their choice. Uh, you know, killing a child is a very serious thing. I, I, I consider a child and a woman a child. True. True. Um, go ahead, Michael. Um, what's your plan to, uh, what's your plan with the homelessness? How do you plan on fixing that in California? Well, clearly, we've got to get people treatment. And again, it's about re taking responsibility. We can't just let them live on the street in their own filth. That doesn't serve anybody. It also takes away the beaches and the parks and the streets from everybody else. Uh, on top of that, you just put them in a hotel room like Gavin Newsom has done, and that doesn't help people. So I think we certainly need to get people treated for the illnesses and the addictions that they suffer. and that's the way to fix the problem. Um, can you tell me what's going on in Afghanistan? How will you fix it to help America? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'll have a lot of crisis to face as the governor of California and Afghanistan, thankfully, is not one of them. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll defer that comment because that's one I really think is extraneous to uh, what's going on in, in California. But I will say this. Uh, the one thing I will say about it is that management matters and competency matters. And uh, Gavin Newsom is incompetent and ineffective as the governor of the state. And frankly, that's also my opinion of Mr. Biden and his exit from Afghanistan. I think it was important to get out of there, but I think the way it was done was uh, not in the most competent manner. Let's be honest with that. I, um, I think also part of what Becky was asking, though, is um, we're just we're not real news followers. And so we don't really understand the Afghanistan crisis very well. Um, would you mind explaining it to us a little better than um, we've heard? Just, well, you know, listen, I know there's a big I, uproar I, about it. But what is the crisis? Well, the crisis was that Al Qaeda was using Afghanistan as a training ground and we decided to respond respond to the attacks of 9-11 by disrupting al-Qaeda's training, which I guess makes sense. But the issue is, at what point do we declare victory and get out and say that we've disrupted their training enough that they won't have any say anymore at all? And uh, I think we've we probably hit that point. Maybe we hit that point years ago. Having said that, I don't, I, I don't think it was a good idea to close that air base, I think we should have probably kept some people at that air base. And if there was ever another reason to go back in there if Al-Qaeda had reconstituted in some respects. So, so I, I certainly think it was needed to end the war. But, you know, we're still in Korea. We're still in Germany. Uh, 
there is hardly a risk in those two countries anymore. I get that. But maybe we would have a situation where we wouldn't have much risk in Afghanistan anymore, if, especially if we had stayed there in that airbase and we were there just in case the Afghan government collapsed. The way this was done, I think, was 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 very unfortunate for all of us. Yeah, I think what they're trying to um, get is there there are still Californians in Afghanistan, and I yeah, think there yeah, are. yeah, and I think of what they're trying to do is as governor, is there any way you can help assist getting the Californians back to California? Well, listen, I think we should welcome people who are truly refugees. My big concern would be making sure that they truly are refugees that they aren't people that would do us harm and i think you know given what's happened in the past uh i'd be very circumspect about what's going on here so uh uh, i would want to know that we've done enough due diligence to make sure that people are in fact not uh people that would do us harm unfortunately i'm about ready to go uh i appreciate the opportunity to be with all of you and and you know, uh, commend all of you for being involved in the political system. We, we need our young people to do that. And the best way to do that is to study it when you're young. So uh, I started when I was young. As I said, I was 20 years old when I ran for delegate to the Democratic Convention. So I applaud all of you and, and urge you to stay involved and get your voices heard and, and lead other people. All right. Thank you for taking right. the time to talk to us. God thank bless you. you. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Mr. Cox. And to our listeners, remember that broadcasting is not the only thing my brothers and I do. We also own our family website. Check us out at industriousfamily.com to discover our party theme ideas, free coming pages, book and movie reviews, and our own movie making company, plus so much more. Once again, it's industriousfamily.com. See you next time. You've been listening to our Team Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election presented by America Matters Media and KFOY AM 1060. America Matters Media is proud to support the mission of Teen Day, a community educational program for teens interested in pursuing broadcast careers. We'd like to thank our featured guests who appeared on our show. The views and opinions expressed on today's program are those of the persons appearing on this program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Teen Day, their sponsors, nor their affiliates. Information regarding candidates and the 2021 recall election can be found on calmatters.org. You can visit our Teen Day broadcast Facebook page for assignments, events, activities, and our on-demand version of today's broadcast. Until then... Our next guest is preparing for the O-1-2 punch that we are waiting for them on Teen Day Radio's team coverage of the 2021 California gubernatorial recall election.